This is Anchor LA, a podcast presenting world headlines, technology news, arts and data, and encouragement from the Praise Light Media Studios in Panorama City, California. Good day, it's Wednesday, the 17th of January, 2018. An influenza A strain known as H3N2 is making people so ill in the state of California that thousands have shown up in recent weeks at hospitals struggling to fight the particularly long-lasting infection. Hospitals across the state are sending away ambulances, flying in nurses from out of state, and not letting children visit their loved ones for fear that they will spread the flu. Others are canceling surgeries and erecting tents in their parking lots so they can triage the hordes of flu patients. The huge numbers of sick people are also straining hospital staff who are confronting what could become California's worst flu season in a decade. This according to Fox News which went on to state that H3N2 is known for being more virulent than other strains of the flu. Since October, 42 people in California younger than 65 have died of the flu, compared with 9 at the same time last year. State officials collect flu death data only among people under 65, so the actual death toll from the flu is much higher. Some administrators at hospitals with long wait times and crowded ERs have asked people who aren't severely ill to not seek medical treatment. Others concerned about the spread of illnesses within their walls have also started restricting who can even enter the hospital. The flu season peaks next month, but at this time it's not known if this strain of the flu is particularly potent or if it's just coming early this year. Well, Facebook has begun demoting posts that exploit its unique algorithm, which prioritizes posts with high engagement. These listings, which encourage users to interact with likes and shares and comments, often show up in more news feeds and are used most commonly among brands looking to grow their reach and their customer base. The company said recently it would have stricter demotions for repeat offenders, and it added that paid administrators looking to increase brand reach on the site should focus rather on posting relevant and meaningful stories. Posts that ask for users' help, advice, or recommendations, however, will not be affected by this new update. Facebook's slap on the wrist is a part of a greater effort to crack down on spam. Earlier this year, the tech giant said it would demote clickbait headlines and so less low-quality web pages, which have too many ads and not enough original text or images. If a site's ads are disruptive, shocking, or malicious, Facebook will make sure that fewer users can see and click on it. The move also comes after Facebook debuted a 30-day mute button for people, pages, and groups. The company says that this will give users more control over their feed as well. Well, 
it's certainly not the norm here on Anchor LA to air reruns as a matter of course, but this week is an exception. With everyone here still recovering from the flu and voices running thin, our next two segments are ones that we aired back on the 15th and the 18th of September last year respectively. Still relevant today, both remind us to make each word and moment count towards our example and testimony of Christ in our lives towards others. Born in Sweden in 1859, Carl Gustav Guberi was a carpenter's son and worked briefly as a sailor. He had recently quit his work as a sailor and started working as a lay minister of the Mission Covenant Church of Sweden when in 1885 he was inspired by the sound of church bells ringing during a wild thunderstorm and penned a poem entitled O Great God. Although the poem was published, the nine-verse piece didn't really catch on and it seemed destined to be all but forgotten until three years later when someone whose identity is still unknown matched the words with a traditional Swedish melody. When Gubeli found out, he published the poem once again in 1891, this time with the musical notation added. The now hymn wound its way slowly around the world in churches and possibly some hymn books over the decades. Meanwhile, Gubeli served in the Riksdag, the Swedish parliament, for 20 years from 1912 to 1931, also serving as the editor of a weekly Christian newspaper, Witness of the Truth. In the 1930s, English missionary Stuart Hine heard the hymn, now translated into Russian, while in Poland. Deeply moved by the song, he translated it into English, tweaked the musical arrangement, some of the wording, and took it home with him to England. In English, the song was now called How Great Thou Art, and in the 1940s, evangelist Dr. Edwin Orr heard this new version of the song being sung by native tribal people in Assam, India. And being deeply inspired by it, he brought the song back to the United States. It's still a mystery how the song showed up in India in the first place. In 1954, the song found its way into the hands of George Beverly Shea, who sang it nearly 100 times during Billy Graham's 1957 New York Crusade, and in 1959 it became the theme song for Billy Graham's weekly radio broadcast, bringing How Great Thou Art into the national consciousness. Since then, it has been consistently listed as one of the greatest hymns ever written, usually falling at number two right behind Amazing Grace. But Carl Gubery never knew the influence of his poem. Sadly, he died in 1940, over a decade before How Great Thou Art became famous at the Billy Graham Crusades. We may never know which of our words or actions will influence not only the people around us, but possibly people living in the next century, especially in today's connected world. Make each word count, make everything you say, write, or pass on in some way reflect Christ, and may God use all things for his good and to glorify him and not us.
In today's challenge, we're focusing on media. Not so much what's out there, there's a lot, but what is in our homes. As Christians, what is our intake level and what content? Some people may target followers of Christ who are opting not to watch certain shows or movies or listen to certain music on the grounds of openly godless themes or the advocating of immoral or irreverent behavior. Very often, the arguments against such Christians are founded on the question, why are you not watching this movie or show when you're okay with this? And then they go on to list another show, song, or a movie with other questionable content. All the time with the assumption that these other popular entertainment titles are somehow the standard for biblical Christian morality. But they aren't the standard. As Ephesians 4 points out, Christ is the standard. And so, if indeed we are, the challenge is this. Why are we as Christians intaking any media with questionable content? Does this media truly have some sort of redeeming content with which we are encouraged spiritually? Does it contain some sort of edification with which we can draw closer to Christ? Or maybe, just maybe, much of the entertainment we choose not to call out or expunge from our homes also contains stumbling blocks glorification of sin or embraces of an anti-biblical sentiment, subtle corrosion to the Christian conscience? Why are we filling our minds with sensual music or sexual innuendos, graphic violence and mind-numbing hatred and ultimate glorification of all worldly pursuits? And again, why? Philippians 4 charges us, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, pure, lovely, Whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. We can't expect the world to act according to Christ's standard for the same reason we can't expect Hollywood to embrace the biblical Christian's worldview. So why do we fill our minds with the world's religion through their ultimate mediums, entertainment and media? Paul gives a standard for us to work towards in Romans 12. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Don't be wooed by the world's call to indulge in what is simply unfit for Christian consumption. Take all my hunger for all that's forbidden, every desire. And sin I keep hidden Search me and know me I want to bring to you A life that is holy And sanctified through you
Thanks for listening to Anchor LA on Twitter at Anchor LA Podcast and Facebook.com slash Anchor LA, where you can find links and information to various topics we cover on the show. Contact us anytime with questions or comments or call into our show directly on the Anchor app with input or suggestions. We'd always love to hear from you. Until next time from Panorama City, California, I'm Ben Ditzel. This is Anchor LA.